All right, here we go. It is podcasting time. Colin Thomas is here from Essential Maintenance, and we will fix it Dubai. And we are talking DIY. It's, are we? We are. It's as simple as that. DIY. Everything you wanted to know, but were afraid to ask about your DIY environment. <laughs> it's crazy, this, isn't it? What, what are we at? 70, 77, 78, somewhere around there? Yep, exactly. Yeah. And I'm still kind of um, wondering whether or not this really is a DIY show. <laughs> it's actually one of the things I love the most, which is the fact that we get to meander. You know, yeah. it, uh, we go in and out of DIY in such a fluid way <laughs> to incorporate everything else that's part of life. Yeah. And for me, that is the magic. Well, that's how, that's how we make it work. That's how we roll. That is how we roll, without a doubt. <laughs> I want you to do something for me. You're holding that mic. Can you just push in the bottom part of the mic? Just make sure that the connector's in there. Yeah, I think that's good. I think we're good, and it's coming clear through my headphones. Okay, good. There we go. Then Mind you, you've got different ones on today, yeah, haven't you? I brought the ones from home. I brought my... Uh, Your Sen- my own, Sennheisers? My Sennheisers. I love Sennheisers. Uh, yeah. Mind you, my Sennheisers, uh, I don't have any more, because I left them on an aeroplane. <laughs> There's nothing worse than that, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. And I got to, I mean, this is a fair while ago now, but I had that whole conversation of, please get me back my Sennheisers. I'll do anything. (laughs) And I got that automated response back. And you're like, oh, yeah. They're gone. They're gone. You're never going to see them again. It wasn't Emirates. I've heard really good things about Emirates getting things back. Okay. But um, no, with another airline that uh, I haven't um, been on since. Drats. I want to kick off the show, and we do. We have all sorts of stuff we want to talk about. We, we you know, and I, and I have seen on the socials that we will fix it has got some great deals going on. We've got some new services as well. This is that. exciting. I saw that. So yes. I want to talk a little bit about new services and things cool. that you brought in. But I first want to start off with a warning, a precautionary tale, a keep your eyes open, be vigilant. What have I done wrong now? Nothing. Oh, nothing. good. Oh, I can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Water heaters. Yes. Hoses. Yep. And valves. Ah, now I know where you're going. Yeah. Water heaters, hoses, and valves. Yes. I just noticed you're wearing a name tag. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> this is something that Dan's brought in. And it's a very good idea, which is because we have got so many um, staff that have come to us in the last six months, yeah. we were getting to, and also we're now a group of around 100. So we were getting to the stage where we just couldn't fathom everybody's names. And oh, it's okay. probably down to our age as well, more than anything. <laughs> so so everyone's wearing name tags. Name tags. And it was like, we did this in 2008 and then we gave up and, you know, yeah. in 2008. So, um, so but yes. But in 2008, it was just the two of you. It, well, yeah, I think we were at five, and even then it was a struggle. So now, yes, name tags for everybody, including me. And it's kind of, I find it really useful, actually, because when I forget my own name, yeah, I just like, have oh, to look yeah. down. So let's just yes. jump back to the precautionary tale and the story, because it's a good one. It is a good one. My wife is in the kitchen. I've just taken the dog out for the nightly jog, and I'm probably four minutes out the door, and she hears rain. She's in the kitchen, and she hears rain above the roof. Oh, that's odd for this time of year, James. Yeah, that's what, exactly what she's saying. And so, and she starts to notice water dripping out, and she hears it. Just, it's a it's a geyser. It is a geyser. So she has the 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 thought process going on. She's like, okay, this is this is big. She turns off the main valve in the kitchen. Well done. I know. I know. Instantly, what a good lady you've got. Instantly stops everything, which was great. But 
this geyser went on for about five minutes and caused quite a bit of damage, actually. Yes. Which you wouldn't think there could be much damage in five minutes, but... Oh, I would. Well, it's... I've seen it. False ceiling. The hoses up there on the tank. So what happened was one of the hoses, in fact, it was the hot water hose Mm. coming out of the hot water tank, going into the valve on the wall, had ruptured. Yes. And part of, in, in looking at it and, and doing some diagnostic and thinking, how could this happen and why would this happen and et cetera, there, a number of things have materialized. But the first thing to keep in mind for folks is it's not just your hot water tank that can go. It is the hoses. And if they go and you're not home and you haven't turned off your water, big, big issues. Yeah. It's one of those as well where there's so, there's, it, it sounds so basic, doesn't it? Yeah. You have a pipe, you have a hose that connects from that pipe to a water heater. That should be all pretty standard. Yeah. Well, it isn't no. at any level. <laughs> so the, first of all, the pipes, the pipes themselves, you look at a pipe and it's either normally green, in which case it's PPR here, yeah. or alternatively, it is grey, in which yeah. case it's UPVC, which is a high pressure PVC pipe. Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, for both of those, they might look the same. Yeah. However, there is a very dodgy version, uh, which won't take the pressure that's required and won't last as long as you need it to. And there is a proper version. Right. Well, so one this is, one gets even better. Yeah. Because this was the flexible hosing. Yes, I'm going yeah. to okay. flexible hosing. Okay. okay. So, so you've got, so you've got, first you've got the dodgy potential, you've got the green, you've got the gray, and then you've got the dodgy knockoff. Absolutely. Then you get to the pipes. Now, as standard, there are three grades, sorry, of hoses. There are three grades of hose that are there. Yeah. Okay. If it is just a straight silver hose, which is what you had, that is the lowest grade that yeah, is available. Of course. Okay. If it is a braided silver with yeah. blue and red flecks in it, that's the middle grade. Mm-hmm. If it is a braided silver with blue and red flecks with a sticker with a red and white <laughs> um, a design on it, and a hologram, uh-huh. that is the top grade. And that is what they put on, finally. Yes. Now, also be aware that there was, <laughs> until very recently, a fake version of that as oh, well. No. We got caught once with that, I and mean, a supplier we'd used for years, and we had to go back and replace like 20 flexible hoses that hadn't failed, thank goodness. Oh, man. But literally, we went back to him and said, what do you think you're playing at with us? Yeah. We've been with you for years. And you go and pull this stunt on us. Yeah. And he was like, oh, sorry, sorry. Supply didn't notice. <laughs> uh-huh, like, no, uh-huh. no, no. It's your job to be checking on our behalf as well. Yeah. So we learned that lesson. Luckily, that's when the holograms came in. So this is the hose that went. Yeah. And turned the whole thing off. Fortunately, the hot water tank wasn't leaking or anything, which is nice. Yep. There's, there's an issue, though, with the hosing and the hot water tank that only came to mind recently is, you know, we've been in this place 22 years, so we've gone through a few hot water tanks. At some point in the life of my accommodation, they changed, when they changed the hot water tank, they clearly went to a larger sized tank. Okay, yeah. But they've put the larger sized tank on the brackets of the smaller sized tank. So the larger sized tank hangs lower. Yes. Which, when you screw in... 
the pressure release valve. So there a there was no pressure release valve. That's lethal. There's never been a pressure release valve. That's lethal. I'm I'm pretty sure there's not any on any of my hot water tanks, which I might have to have you guys come and yes. So there wasn't a pre- so we're going to talk pressure release valve in just a second, but this gets even better. The hose that you're talking about with the holograms that should be, you know, the best quality, going to work with heat, etc. Because the tank is larger than the original, mm-hmm. hangs lower, the hoses go in, hook in, then have to go to the wall to yes. the valves. Because it hangs lower, the hot water tank is closer to the ceiling, which means the hoses have to go at quite an angle, which causes more stress because of the heat and the pressure. Yep. There was a way around that. Um, That's just, you need a a brass angle valve on that one to avoid that as an issue. Um, But yeah, that kind of happens. Now, the other thing that you can do, it depends whether you've got the, uh, the space above, but normally... If it was a larger size and going from a 50 to an 80, then in that situation, actually the diameter is very, very similar. What you can potentially do is just lift it and lift it on the physical, the same bracket itself, but just wind it in. Ah. So that way it goes up higher if you've got that space for it. Very few people would do it because it would mean having to take it down a second time, which is a pain in the neck to do. So, yeah, yeah, that's one of those that is, it's bodgy, but it's not bodge bodge. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we have the guys come in, have, I have the, you know, the landlord has his technicians. They come in first of all, first sign of where we've got a problem on our hands is call them up and say, okay, you know, got this problem. This is what it is. We've turned it off. I can tell you exactly what it is. Of course they don't believe that I know I have a clue what's going on. I said, um, look, I, I work. Can you be here at four 30? Oh, it's a little late in the day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is the first indicator that we have a problem. <laughs> yeah. What about nine o'clock? Oh, no, we can't do that either. That's a bit early in the day. Early in the day. Twelve? No, no, we have a lunch break. <laughs> so, don't want it. So finally, the, the gentlemen, we, we get them to come. And they go up there and they, they take out the hose and they put in whatever hose they put back in. And it's all done and they, you know, they do the test and it's, yeah, it's working and they leave. Okay, good. Two days later, I wake up in the morning, taking the dog out for a walk, so it's a quarter to five, go down into the kitchen, turn on the light, there's water streaming out of the cupboards. Oh, great. <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, maybe there was just some, I'm, you know, naively, at quarter to five, I'm thinking, maybe there was just some residual water trapped somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Yes. So I get out the ladder, I get everything out, I put up the ceiling tiles, and I notice on top of the cupboards, it is just covered in water. Oh, and I'm looking up, and so, you know, you get the phone, you got the flashlight mm. on it, and I'm looking, and what's happened is the hose, flexible hose that's going from the hot water tank to the valve, at the po- point where they connected it to the valve, I think two things were not done. Of course, they will deny it. First, there was no washer rubber washer in the hose. I'm, I'm convinced. There was That's no basic. Yeah. Second, and I'll, I'll tell you why they didn't put one in and what they said about that. Second mm-hmm. is usually, even in the, the, the best bodge, there's going to be some, some Teflon tape put around. Absolutely. You, you know, one or two, maybe three revolutions. Of, there was none. So I didn't even put any of that on. So... <laughs> So I'm looking at this going, and it's just a drip, drip, oh, for drip. Sake. That 
over a day. So, so I, before I called them, I put something under there just to see, well, okay, mm. how much water is actually coming out? And it would fill up a big mixing bowl. But so that's me. quite a bit of water that coming out. Water. So, okay. So I get them to come back and they take another look and they go, oh, you know, cause suddenly there's now there's cupboard issues, right? Remember I had my cupboards wrapped. I remember. Now we got a problem because some of the wrapping has, oh, no. oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they said, oh, no, we'll replace it. And I'm going, you, you can't replace the wrapping. Yeah. I said, yeah, some, in some of the places where I've had it wrapped, there's some humidity and things, and, and I, I, the way they would do it again next time. But it's, it's, it's fine, but not where this water bowing now has happened. Mm. So I was like, oh. You know, and I'm, just like, I'm like you, and I'm just thinking, I'm going to hear it from my wife. Is there anything I can do before she gets up? Because That's absolutely all I think about. Yeah, it's like, how am I going to explain this? And, and it doesn't matter what I will say. You're stuffed. I, yeah. So finally, they do come back, and they take a look. And, of course, they're sheepish at this point, right? And the, and the guy comes back, and I, I say, look, it's, it's leaking. And he, he comes out and says, mm, takes it off. He goes, the water from the hot water tank was so hot, it melted the washer. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. I, I look at him, I go, really? I said, that no, is the uh, best one ever. It's, it's only a plastic washer, sir. Only a plastic washer. It melted it. The water was so hot. Garbage. You, you had it set too high. And it isn't a plastic um, it's washer, a, it's rubber. rubber. It's a, yeah, yeah. designed yeah. for boiling temperatures. Okay, so they replace the hose. It's all fine. When you, so that, you know, so all of the, all of the, the alarm bells are going off, right? We've yeah. had multiple alarm bells going off. The final alarm bell on the quality of the work goes off when they're leaving. And the third guy who kind of supervises and drives the truck and maybe knows what he's doing, maybe not, looks up and says, just leave the tiles off just for, overnight just to make sure it's all okay mm. and i'm going so you don't trust your work at all yep. I so i was like okay yeah all right i'll do that see it's interesting though because um that's something and with plumbing repairs there is actually a bit of legitimacy to yeah. it if you've used teflon tape because the teflon tape if you imagine over time it, it kind yeah. of just uh, gets into its grooves literally and at that point, it can settle yeah. out, and you sometimes need a, a, a redo. But yeah. that is a drip every got thirty seconds yeah. type scenario. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it was, not it, a mixing. Bowl. It was every ten seconds. It was oh, insane. So, so I leave. We leave the thing off. Next morning, I go up and take a look. It's dripping. Oh for goodness! Sake. I, I know. And at this point, I'm going. Hold on. I watched the guy. That's exactly what I'm saying. But I watched the guy. There's enough Teflon tape on there to, you know, do 10 houses. Yeah, yeah. The, I know that there was a washer in there because I watched the guy put it in and, and make sure. Well, I hope it wasn't plastic. No, it was a metal one. I would, sorry, it was metal. It was a rubber one, but he had to go find one. So he's digging through his but bag. That should come <laughs> with the hose. I know. It's so a I'm, standard fit. So I'm thinking, where'd you get this hose? Oh, and why did it fall out? And it's just like, oh, man, you guys are killing me. So I go up there the next day. It's leaking, but it's not leaking. Now it's not leaking from the hose. Now yeah. it's leaking from the valve. And so I, I turn the valve a little bit. It starts leaking more. And it's like, oh, God. I, 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 at this point, I'm just going, oh, this is no, no. Painful. It, it, you know, I'm going, now I've got to get them to come back and do this. And yeah. they've already done a, a terrible job doing the other things. And I, I, the wife says, just call. We will fix it. Just call Colin. Call, we will fix it. Get get the professionals in here. And, and the alarm bell before this, so we'll talk about this in a second mm. more, but the, the other alarm bell went off right at the beginning when they came because I said, hey, I've got another small leak happening with the main shutoff in the washroom on the ground level of the villa. Yeah. And there's, there's a valve 
above yeah. the toilet. You can turn everything off. And it, it wasn't a big leak. In fact, it was a minuscule leak, but I would hang my jogging equipment on the knob. Yeah, yeah. And I, I woke up one morning, put on my jogging, and it's soaked. And I'm going, how can this shirt be soaked? I mean, I, it, I, I wore it yesterday, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Why is it soaking wet? Hmm. Well, because it was collecting the water that was dripping from this, you know, very minuscule one drip every minute, but it was still dripping. So when the guys came to look at the hose, I showed them this and they took the thing off and they took off. And the guy takes one look and says, yeah, we can't change this. Yeah. Um, first of all, he says, this is a different size than the smaller ones. Yep, Second, uh, I don't even know if they're going to be available in the market because your villa is 22 years old. And, and I'm looking, I'm going, yeah, but it's, it's a pressure valve and it's, it is bigger, but I'm sure these are available because I've had it with another one fixed and they, they were able to do it. And he's going, oh, I don't, you know, he, so his solution, he turns it. Okay. It's not leaking now. Just don't turn it off. <laughs> and I, so I say to him, but, but, but in the summers when I leave, I like to turn off my valves and he's going, just go and turn off your pump on the roof. Well done, that man. And I'm just going, yeah, but what if there's a, you know, there, there's a million things that could go. I like to isolate the water. This isn't a coincidence <laughs> that our whole industry has a bad name, oh. is it? So again, called you guys, called We Will Fix It Boys. They come on time, early actually, and they take a look. And, and legitimately, we'll start with the first one in the, the washroom wall. It is a bigger valve. It's a pain in the neck. It, it's 22 years old. It's rather corroded. Yep. They, they worked to get it out. Yeah, it's painful, those ones. But it's a, this one, nothing was broken. Mm. It was, it's a nice cylindrical thing, but because of the brass fitting that gets corroded into the pipe, yep. they really had to, to use a couple of different wrenches to get it mm. off. But they did. They did. And they, you know, a nice rack thermo valve went back in, and they, it, it, it was perfect. Good. I'd expect nothing less. It was, it was fixable. Good. Very easy. The second one was interesting because they went up, and as you said, first of all, on the hot water tank, there was no pressure valve. Mm. Second, they noticed they had the wrong hosing. And third, they go, yeah, this is a, this valve on the wall that we've got to hook into. Yeah, it's, it's nice and old. It's corroded. It needs to be changed. Yep. And as they're up there doing that, they go, by the way, the other one, there's two up there. There's a cold water and a hot water. And they go, the, uh, the cold water, yeah, it's also leaking. I was going, I, I, really? He goes, yeah, we better change it too. Which, mm. which is common sense, right? At yeah, this absolutely. point, part of part of what we try and do is to <laughs> advise people when something is coming. Yeah, which is rare yeah. actually when um, with plumbing repairs because normally they're they're that dramatic that uh, people know about it. But yeah. um, when you have one that's just starting, it's good that you can catch it at that stage. It's so, only going one way. So it just reminded me: keep your eyes on these things. Keep your eyes on your hoses. Yeah, Take absolutely. a look at them because you'll start to. You, you mean you can start to notice where where things are going if if they're. You can start to see leaks, especially if it's from valves. Yes. Absolutely. Well before it's a problem. Mm. And it's good news it worked out. That yes. could have been properly painful to say yeah. the least. Yeah. And um it's nice to be able to um, to help out in those situations. Yeah. So it was uh, it was all solved, but it was good. it was painful. Painful all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing good about leaks. You well, know? it took out the lighting in the kitchen. Yeah, so suddenly the LED lighting had to be replaced. Oh, that's a shame. So it didn't. It wouldn't just dry out. No, it, it really. I mean, I guess it might have at some point, but it mm. really looked horrible. Yeah, no, and I so it. we replaced it, which was fine. But it was, yeah, mm. uh, yeah. 
and and then a few ceiling tiles as well. Yeah, <laughs> always the ceiling tiles. <laughs> what a pain in there! It's lucky they're cheap. That's yeah, the only that's thing. The, that is the only thing. It, yeah. it, it's just like you know, okay, I can go get a box, but you know, they just went and picked a few up, brought them over, and it's just like, yeah, okay, I've gotten them before. I know this deal, but but the frustrating thing with um, with ceiling tiles is that they always degrade over time. So yeah. then you end up with some white ones alongside some yellowy ones. And yeah. Ugh. So it's almost like you just go and spend a, a couple hundred dirhams every few years and just replace them. Exactly. And yeah. actually, I see a lot of people doing that. So. Yeah, done it in, in one of our bathrooms. Yeah. And um, it's the best way. Normally, for the um, the kind of the T-section frame, a bit of GIF works a treat. Oh. So you can just literally clean it off, and you don't need to redo the frame unless it's been twisted. If it is, again, you with that, that tends to, because it's powder-coated, it tends uh-huh. to, uh, to last a lot better uh, than the tiles themselves. So you can normally just GIF the remaining ones or the original ones, put new ones in alongside, and you won't really notice. Oh, nice. But, yeah, ceiling tiles, it's, a, it's an all-or-nothing job. How's how's stuff going at your place? You'd had some copper tubing that was going. Any yeah. any new uh, developments on that? Or that's that's all sorted. Okay, good. Um, so two different areas. That is a constant problem. So it was a good good logic from Emo when they did uh, our properties in Sahil. It's not all the ranches, but in oh. Sahil, which is copper is the most resistant of all of the issues, and it should be a fit and forget. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know how we were talking about different grades? Yes. It comes in copper pipe as well as it oh, happens. Oh, come on. So all of Sahil. I, I really thought copper pipe was copper pipe, but why would I think that? It's, it's again, it's the thickness uh, yeah. on the whole. Uh, the material itself is pretty standard, but the thickness, and it just degrades over time, unfortunately, yeah. as well. So, yeah, lots of Sahil properties getting those issues. Um, because it is very expensive to redo the whole lot, we patch it, which okay. is exactly what we've done at our place. But again, uh, once you've, and you normally need to cut holes in the ceilings to be able to do it. So they ain't got a ceiling repair, which makes uh, it all expensive yeah. as well. Yeah. But the idea is, and again, for the preventative, once you've cut one hole, make it big enough for your head to go in so you can then check the rest of the pipes in the yeah. ceiling and see if you've got any other issues at the same time. So we've done, God, I've done like three or four now in total at our place. And, um, now, we, our boys are so good at ceiling repairs. But if it's happening at your place, it's got to be happening in oh, all is. the accommodation around Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And people might not even realize it until it comes through. And then at that point, you... you well, no. Uh, it's one of those that, unfortunately, unless it, it does mess with your electrics, um, again, with copper, it will be very slow in terms yeah. of the degradation. So as soon as you see a mark on your ceiling, and normally it will look like mold, like grey mold, because okay. that's in effect what it is. Yeah. Um, but at that point, you are you are cutting the ceiling to get in there on the hole, unless you happen to have an access hatch near to yeah. it. But it's it's such a um, it's it's one of those jobs that if you put it off, it will just get worse and worse. So you might as well get on with it. Well, you you right at the start of the show, you were talking about some of the new services you guys uh, are yeah. offering. Yeah, yeah. I think that. that kind of fits in nicely yes. with with what we're talking about here. Yeah. So we've launched We Will Fix It Express, uh, which is specifically designed for AC failures. So if you imagine the logic of a customer, we've talked a lot before about when you call an AC company, if they're available immediately to come during the the height of summer, they're not a very good AC company because they should all be booked up solid. Well, what we kind of realized was for customers, that's a really irritating scenario, isn't it? So in the same way that you have when you get an Amazon delivery or when you um, you have that express service or prime as it would be with, with Amazon, we thought, what about if we moved that into maintenance? So instead of the normal three to four hours, we hold teams back uh, on, on specifically for the express service, which means that we can get to them uh, to a customer within four hours. Wow. It comes 
with an additional premium. So it's uh-huh. 200 dirhams call out, 200 dirhams per hour. But again, if they then if there is a follow-up booking, then we will credit 200 dirhams, the diagnosis feedback to, to the customers. Nice. Yeah. So it's this is a new concept for us. It's going really well so far. What it needed was, the you wouldn't believe the logistics behind that to make it work. Well, it what do you got to do? Extremely. Well, so first of all, it requires, because we want to fix it in that one trip, even yeah. if there's a hardware failure. Actually, let's start off with no hardware failure. What it means is our vans need to be stopped to the gunnels. And also, now that we've Well, got- I did notice that when the guys came to my place and I went out and took a look in the van, he said, it's like a hardware store in here. And it was. It was. Alex is slightly notorious. <laughs> if he's not driving uphill in his van constantly, then he feels as though there's something wrong. And bless him, because he can do such a variety of things. Um, we, we let him ride with it. Um, but, I mean, we can literally, we know it's Alex's van. We don't even need to see them because literally it's pointed upwards every time he's driving it. But, again, what, what we found now is there's two two scenarios with that, which is for the express teams, yes, we, we stop them beyond belief. Um, they have 30,000 dirhams worth just of spare parts in their vans. That's crazy. But equally, How many vans you got going? Uh, now, uh, at the moment, probably about 40, that's a lot 45 of, that's a lot right of, now. That's a lot of rolling inventory. Yeah, it is. But it, we keep that specific to those express teams. Okay. To support them, the rest of the teams around them have different stocks in their vans in addition Ah. to their standard stuff. So that if we need to get it, then a driver can duck out from one job and get it to those express guys as well. Then on top of that, we've got a team of seven now in the purchasing department who are there to prioritize those uh, express repairs, get onto the supplier. We have drivers that are sat in those locations simply to pick it up and take it to the express if we can complete it at the same time. Wow. Failing that, we hold follow-up slots now as well as the express slots so that when uh, those that part is available, we are able to book it for express customers. So it's the whole wow. separate ecosystem that relies on the bigger scenario that we've got and the scale that we've got yeah. now to be able to make that happen effectively. So it's a really difficult one. But um, just, I'm just yeah. thinking the logistics of coordinating these teams yeah. and if they interact with the, the essential or the we will fix it teams. They all need to, it wow. has to be ridiculously organic yeah. um, in the way it works. Also, because of the nature, we've got specific guys that are working on the express diagnosis side, and because it's now going to be a different team, most likely, that will do that follow-up, the level of briefing that's required between team A and team B it's huge. Is, is absolutely huge. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of work has gone in the background to make sure that, that process is seamless and, um, and works. So we're really happy with it so far. It's early days, and we're very much beta testing it and taking yeah. it as slow as we possibly can, which is difficult in the heat of summer when there's a lot of demand there. But to try and make that work effectively is really what we're trying to do. And again, first in the market for for, for this kind of thing. Yeah. Lots of EC failures right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Loads. I mean, to give you an idea, I had one freeze the other day. I mean, uh, yeah. That's a low pressure issue normally, or uh, that the coil is is extremely dirty, which means the air slows down so much as it's going through that coil um, that the water vapor comes out because it cools down so far. I know the last time they had it cleaned, six months ago maybe, they they did a full, took everything apart and everything, so... Okay, well, if they they did coil clean it and coil clean it properly, which again, you know, coil clean and proper coil clean are two very different things, then... um, it won't be a coil, but it could be a low-pressure issue, uh-huh. without right. a doubt. So for coil cleaning, the difference between a good coil clean and a bad coil clean is normally the middle of the coil. So most people will, will make it look decent on the outside. Uh-huh. 
but they should shine a light through it to see what the middle of the coil looks like. Yeah. And then at that point, that's when you tell the difference between a good coil clean and a bad coil clean. Mm, okay. And yeah, there are times when even we get caught out. And when it is, it's because our technicians did not follow the process. So yeah. immediately they go back on to retraining. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we're, we're then at the stage where they're back with a senior tech and until they've done another three, four coil cleans and they are totally 100% with the yeah. process that, that, that we've taught them, then they don't get back on the road. Ah, that's good to know. Has to be. Has yeah. to be the way. Well, th- I hope this this whole system works out well and it'll really Me be... Me too. It'll really be... Uh, you know, great for customers because there's nothing worse than the AC going out. Yeah. And it, it's just trying to get that speed into something that yeah. by its very nature. But there, I mean, there is still a problem in the UAE, which is our spec part suppliers are not the quickest. Mm. So getting physically going and getting FaceTime with them rather than the phone call um, is often what we need to do. And a combination of both is normally pretty critical. Um, but even then we, we've got to be honest, it's still pandemic times. There are still logistics issues and we make that clear at the time of booking. So Be- we will be as fast as we can, but we're still at the mercy of our supplies. People forget that, that we're still suffering through logistics supplies, products not available. It's, it's insane. You know, I, I was listening to Glenn talking about it from a, um, a car perspective this week and the, uh, the problems that the, uh, the, the, uh, car dealers are having here and spare parts for Glenn. Well, we've yeah. got exactly the same scenario for us. Yeah. It's, um, it's really difficult. Luckily, because over the years we've built up not just uh, a single supplier for each part, but normally we've got three or four. So <laughs> but it's just more work for the purchasing team now to go through all of the suppliers rather than our, our traditional preferred supplier if we've got a problem on parts. So when, when, you, when you arrived today, you were you were searching for a word, and the word was mohair because yes. we wanted to talk about painting. Yes, absolutely. And actually, that was something I saw on the We Will Fix It Instagram page. They were mm. talking about shelves and little touch ups, and yep. you know, doing some of that DIY stuff around the house. And painting was one of them. Painting is an interesting one because there's that general perception that anybody can paint. Yeah, and the reality is anybody can paint. To varying levels of success. <laughs> it's like putting up wallpaper. Anyone can put up wallpaper. Mm. But you don't want anyone putting up wallpaper. Yeah. I have seen yeah. walls where genuinely I think I could have thrown the can better. <laughs> I mean, I've, I, I've seen somewhere. I, I've just... Uh, you, you stood there looking at it. And there's, there was a job that we took on. And I'm really irritated that um, the, the team didn't spot it beforehand. But there was a job that we took on where... There'd been successive paint oh, no. jobs that were so bad. Oh no! That, that it didn't matter how our lines were perfect. I was yeah. really happy with the work that we did, but the problem was because it had been painted in the same color two oh. or three times previously, it looked terrible. And in the end, we spent another three days having to clean all this off because the customer was like, "Is this your standard?" I'm like, "Look, you can clearly see that these are different." Oh, so you don't clean that off as standard? Well, in all truth. Our lines are our lines, and legacy issues are, are something totally different. Otherwise, I'd be trying to charge you for another three days, which is totally uneconomic. You would have never taken the job. But it should have been raised beforehand yeah. with the customer, which is why you went free of charge to, to do all this additional work, which meant we lost money on the job. Well, and this is, I think, the number one point about doing painting yeah. preparation. Oh, goodness. Yes. And the preparation... You know, forget about the fact whether you're a lousy painter. Yeah. If you don't do the prep work, as you're leading into it, you're, you're doomed. And the prep work is huge. Also, people don't estimate correctly how long it will take them to paint a room. Yeah. So your average bedroom in Dubai 
we as professionals would paint that in four hours for a team of two, which is eight man hours. Yeah, that's, okay? yeah, that's My guys are really efficient in the way they operate. So if you imagine yourself do, wanting to do that DIY, if you were, I don't think you would necessarily estimate a flat out day for you to be able to do it. Well, no. that's what we do it in. We know what we're doing and have all the materials we possibly need to be able to do it. It's one full man day to be able to complete that. Wow. So for Joe Public, if they did it in a day and a half for an average bedroom, they're doing really well. Yeah, you're looking at two days. Yeah, I think two days is probably where you would be. No but one's no one's expending two days on that job. You wouldn't have thought so. No. Yeah, which is where it gets interesting. But then, equally, to understand the value of doing that is where it would get very difficult. So the difficulty with that is, um, so for us, the way that we'd measure it is our standard labor rate. 100 dirhams, call that, 200 dirhams yeah. per hour. So that's 900 dirhams of labor. Yeah. Paint for a room, two gallons, you'd probably be looking at another 200, 250 dirhams. So therefore, you're looking at, what, 1,100 to 1,200 to get the room painted into the colors that you want. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> the reality of that is most people go, this room, 1,200 dirhams, you're having a laugh. There's no way. Well, that's where the difficulty comes. So they then go, let's look at a cheaper option. Anyone know anyone who's painted before? <laughs> yeah, who's used a painter? You yeah. see them all the time. Oh, I've used so-and-so. He's fantastic. You get on the community groups, okay? When you actually research into that and you see how the advertising is working now, as you know, I run the Arabian Ranches group. So um, we have a complete ban on all commercial posts, mm. okay? I do not advertise we will fix it on there either. I'm a resident, and this mm. is a resident's group, yeah. which I keep stressing to people. Oh, no, no, it's only me. I'm a new business. Well, no, no, yeah. it, it, we have a, a, a complete blanket policy. What, not even for me as a resident? No, not even for you or for yeah. me as a resident yeah. either. Yeah. But this is what is happening now on the majority of the, of the residents group here, uh, groups here, where you don't have people like our team who are absolute rottweilers for, for rooting out um, dodgy members, which is it is very, very easy for people to post a recommendation about their own company. Uh. It's very, very easy to get uh, to build fraudulent profiles and you can buy them for a couple of dollars each yeah. for a fraudulent profile that has all of the backstory that you need to look legitimate wow. unless you look really carefully I didn't know that yeah it's widely available so it's uh, it's something where these days unless you physically know the person you 100 percent trust the group as being managed correctly don't trust a recommendation because it's just rubbish it really is the little things that i always forget about when we talk about prepping a room yeah is sanding taping well tape first you got to tape things up yes and that's that's a long arduous job that's the most arduous job yeah. and i, I think a lot of people especially if they do it themselves they skip it yeah well the other thing is roof or no roof oh oh yeah so are you do you need to repaint that ceiling now generally ceilings don't need to be repainted as much as walls and um, because uh, obviously kids and um uh, wear don't tend to get to the ceiling unless you've gone utterly crazy after a couple of margaritas. So, but again, after a number of years, it will start to yellow. They're normally white, aren't they? So yeah. it will start to yellow. So there's a decision to be made whether or not you're doing it. If you're painting the ceiling, it's really easy to paint a ceiling, um, assuming that you've got the pole and uh, the other yeah. bits and bobs, and you don't even need to cut it if you're going to paint the walls as well. So therefore, go over the edge. Do the edges first, without a doubt, with a paintbrush. Go over the edge and then let it dry properly. 
if you don't let it dry properly, so that normally would be three to four hours, then at that point, when you put the tape on, you'll be, it'll look absolutely fine. You'll get your, your uh, walls done, and then you pull the tape off, and it all comes off with it. That's when you're in deep, deep trouble. Mm. Now, that actually still happens anyway if you're just painting the uh, the walls because there's quite a lot of dodgy paint here in Dubai. Mm. There's a certain brand that is um, uh, produced somewhere near a roundabout in Sharjah that is named <laughs> the same or traditionally colloquial name the same. Yeah, that roundabout's gone now. I, it I, has gone. But but it's you still know called the one. That. I know exactly where you're talking about. And just about. in case you didn't know that, they uh, reminded us a few years ago where unfortunately during a fire, their um, paint was fired onto the, the roundabout as it was then nearby. That is just an utter disaster. Without a doubt, for actually, this is important to say um, that it's for latex based paint, yeah. and that oiled paint is a lot better. Uh, so, okay, so that's the first thing. Um, second thing is type of paint that you use. So, for walls, don't use oil paint, don't use oil based paint. Yeah. It is latex that you need, emulsion, it's also called. Um, you can either use matte or vinyl silk. There is only those two, two versions. Yeah. Mm. Which is a halfway house. Okay. Yeah. Sounds nice. Um, it's useful when you've got high traffic areas or kids. Okay. The problem is it comes with a half sheen. Oh, um, okay. And therefore, um, with that half sheen, um, you can see imperfections in the walls. Ah. So if you've got rubbish walls, you want matte so that it doesn't highlight all of those rubbish areas. Right, okay. okay. Oh, we missed well, your sanding in between, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. So that's so, filling. Okay, so, when, so we, would we, yeah. we've taped before we do the, the sanding and the filling? Depends where the filling is. Okay. To be fair, well, the way we work in teams of two, you'll have somebody filling at the same time as you've got somebody taping. Okay. If you're doing it yourself, probably finish the, uh, the filling first, thinking okay. about it uh, on the whole. Generally speaking, the whole idea with filling is to use as little filler as possible. Right. But it shrinks. So the way you want to do it is do it twice. Take it down. Do not leave any excess on there first time round. Let it shrink in, put a second coat, just literally a skim coat over it. It will dry yeah. really quickly. And then the lightest of suns is all you require. Mm. If you overdo it, you've got a pain in the neck on your hands because if the rest of the wall has been painted more than once, there'll be a certain texture uh. to it. When you sand it, the whole area, because you've got to over sand it, the whole area becomes smooth, which right. means when you paint it, you can see the difference, especially if you're using vinyl silk. <laughs> okay. So therefore, this vinyl silk is sounding like the paint I do not want to use. It's difficult. It's difficult. But again, yeah. if you are in a high traffic area, and matte because it has um, less latex okay. in it, it, does not stand up as well. So fill the holes, fill the cracks, tape it, tape it. Yeah, edges next. Okay. Okay. So edges. start with the edges with a paintbrush. So that yeah. way, there's when no, you so there's no shortcuts here. Uh, no, really. <laughs> there is no shortcut there. There are all sorts of gadgets that oh, you'll see in Ace Hardware. Yeah, you yeah. know, these phone oh, yeah, corner yeah. jobbies. Yeah, yeah. Garbage, doesn't oh, work. Oh, really? Absolutely they, rubbish. They're going to tell me they're great. It's rubbish. Yeah, okay. Without a doubt. It's a paintbrush, without a doubt, is the only way to really do it properly. Give yourself a decent area. So new, you should new be like, paintbrush or just a nice cleaned one that I've got sitting in the backyard? Uh, okay, so there's a halfway house and, here. And again. you've got the cheapest paintbrush there. I, you know, I've got my two Durham paintbrush versus my 20 Durham paintbrush. Okay, so the, the difference in, in paintbrushes, you can go pretty cheap. To give you an idea, I will normally use, if I'm doing my own, I'll normally use a uh, like a one inch for, uh, for latex painting, and I'll pay seven Durhams for that. Okay. 
Okay. Now, I will accept a few problems with that seven dirham paintbrush. It will drop the odd hair. Yeah. And I will fish it out with my finger because it's water-based paint and I can uh. clean my hands really quickly. Uh, for a 20 dirham paintbrush, uh, in fact, probably more than that, uh, you'd be looking at um, like a natural bristle, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is finer, really good for oil-based paints. Uh-huh. Um, will work perfectly well for uh, latex. It's just a little bit overkill, considering you're going to go over the top of the majority of the paint that you've just done for the corners, both sides yeah, of the yeah. corner, um, or you know the top with a roller. So the idea is that the roller will actually create the final finish rather than anything else. Yeah. Okay. Normally, for um, for roller painting, you would want something of a medium nap. So you don't yeah. want so, a... But, but back to the side. So oh. with the brushes, yeah. make sure that I do all the corners and stuff first with the yes. brush. One yeah. coat, just one coat. Yeah, uh, one coat. You might need two. It just depends if you're doing okay. a color contrast. All right. But just get that done with the brush. There's no shortcut. So don't look for the shortcut. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And, and, um, and then we can start thinking about the rollers. A couple of inches either side. Uh-huh. Um, if if you don't have much knowledge about brushes, stick with Harris. It's the main brand okay. here, and they're solid. Um, and their cheaper range is good as well. Um, mm. I just wouldn't. I, it's odd. I don't know what it is over the years, but I literally <laughs> look at a paintbrush, I give it a quick pull, and I know whether it's legit. Yeah. But for most people who aren't as sad as I am, they probably just <laughs> stick with Harris. Okay. You're fine. Stick with Harris. Yeah. Uh, so we're at the stage of uh, painting. Right, critical yeah. thing. Make sure that you've got plenty of paint on your roller. Which means you've got to have your drop cloths everywhere. Yes, very good point. So you've already taped everything up. Yeah, it's part of the taping process. Yeah. So normally we would have, uh, rather than drop cloths, we would normally use plastic yeah. sheets. So cover everything with plastic, cover your windows, yep. got it all covered so that there is going to be no spillage anywhere. You'd be amazed how far paint can flick off mm. a roller. Mm. It's It never ceases to amaze me. So you cannot, it needs to look like a scene at CSI, um, <laughs> without a doubt, before you start. So again, that when we talked when we talked about the time investment, yeah, with the with the setup after you've yep. done your sanding, after you've done your filling your holes, and you've refilled them again, and then you've sanded them a little bit, you've taped up your ceiling, you've taped around your windows, you taped your floor, you put down your your drop cloths, your plastic sheeting. That that alone is going to take you quite a while yeah. to do. Two hours normally. Yeah, about that. That's before you even start painting. Yeah, the painting's the quick bit. Yeah, that's nice and easy. <laughs> Um, the, the, it's all in the prep without a doubt yeah. uh, actually and the finish which is kind of key as okay. well so we've then got to so we are painting at this point and um, let's assume that we now rolled all the walls and you've got one coat on right take a step back have a quick look at your walls if you are a color contrasting in fact no there's, there's just a straight scenario here there is no scenario whereby one coat is enough okay. unless the only reason you're doing it is because you've got a rubbish landlord who is insisting that you paint. Right. Again, still in that scenario, have a look again at the walls. If it does not look like an even finish, your landlord is still going to charge you and you've wasted your time. <sighs> so therefore, while you're there, put a second coat on. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's certain colors that don't cover as well as others. Which is interesting because I sat down with the head of Ace Paint Worldwide to have this discussion with him about the problems I've been having with his paint at the time. And he was very, very impressive, I must say. So I gave him the paint colors that I wanted him to paint with, and I showed him the problem. And they reformulated their paint. Really? Yes. So greens is an absolute classic. Reds are as well. And um, both of so those... they don't cover well. They just don't cover well. It's just the pigment. 
with huh. it that is a real pain. So with those, and especially imagine if you're going light on those colours, yeah. it looks really patchy and can do even after two coats. Ooh. Plan on three if you're going high contrast. So that ups the amount of paint you're going to buy. So yes, you're does. looking at three gallons probably. Well, what, the thing is, there's also an equator. Which is, an equator? Yeah. The equator is price-wise between individual gallons and a drum, which oh. is 4.8 gallons. I think that's right. That yeah. sounds right. Okay. We call it five-gallon anyway, five-gallon drum. Uh, and it basically sits, at, normally, if the pricing is where it should be, it sits at about 2.6, 2.7 gallons is the equator of a big five-gallon drum. Ah. So if in doubt, buy the drum. Yeah. Because, it, and again, you might need touch-ups in the future. So assuming that you're, um, you're, you're going for it, then away you go. Now, standard though, if you're in a, uh, a standard Dubai bedroom, again, it's a good one people can imagine. If you're in a standard Dubai bedroom and you're not doing a high contrast of colors, two gallons is enough. Okay. But it's close. It's really close. So if you knew what you're doing and you're confident and you're not doing a high contrast, two gallons. If you're getting either high contrast, so different colors between before and after, yeah. away you go. Next little trick, which is if you've got really dark walls uh-huh. and you're going to an off-white color. Who would do that? Plenty of people. Okay. If the property's <laughs> been left in that condition uh, okay. and you're like this thing. And, this, and dark colors, I don't know why people do it. Yeah. But it, cause it just closes in a room quite yeah. dramatically as far as I'm concerned. So stay light. However, in that scenario, instead of paying more to get the same uh, top coat color that you're going to finish with, just buy white. White is the cheapest paint yeah, out okay. there. Buy white, but buy good quality white, and therefore do one coat of all the walls. To, it, it's kind of called the knockback coat, uh-huh. and it just knocks out the majority of that color. Because even if you put lots of off-white colors over the top of it, you it's tend too. to find that you don't get the same color that you mm. were planning with originally. It's okay. always darker. So you put a knockback on. Put a knockback first and then go for the main, uh, the main color. And how, how long are we letting paint dry between coats? So that's the big question mark here in Dubai. Yeah. Because in the summer, if you didn't have AC in that room, by the time you'd finished on one corner, you could just keep going okay. and away you go. If you've got the AC on, then it, it depends because the AC itself will, uh, A, dry out the walls because the circulation of air and an uh-huh. AC unit acts like a dehumidifier anyway. Yeah. But equally, because you've reduced the temperature, it, um, there's... there's it's one of those where it's like, mm, I just kind of know. Um, normally, assume that you have the AC on at uh, quite a rate. And again, when you're sanding, turn off the AC. Otherwise, it will totally destroy the coil. Uh, then I would be, still be able to keep going. So we okay. wouldn't need to stop. Uh, again, imagine lunch breaks, uh, tea breaks, that kind of thing. Use that as drying time as yeah. well because okay. you're not going to be working on it anyway. So yeah. um, and, and put the brakes in where it works the best. Okay, next thing. We've got all the walls done. We're happy with the walls and the ceilings. Time to take off the tape. Yes. Okay. So, now, so I've left it a couple hours though, right? Yeah, ideally leave it a couple of hours before Overnight, you do maybe? that. If you've got that time available, yeah. then yes. Because if I'm doing it myself, I've got time. You, Although I'll yeah. be in a rush because a we've already spent two days if we're doing it correctly. Which is a weekend. Yeah. And you're back to work. Yeah. And so, mm. you know, no one wants... But again, the big advantage is because you've done the edges first with the brush... That's actually pretty tire, uh, pretty old okay. paint at this point. Yeah. So normally you wouldn't have to wait too much longer unless you know you've got some overruns. Okay. okay, so for Matt, the tape will come off pretty easily without causing you too many problems. 
there is a good chance that it, some will have crept somewhere behind the tape, uh-huh. in which case you need to use just a Stanley blade or something to gently tease it off. Gently. If it's gently new... Gently tease. Gently it, tease. Yeah. If it's new, it should come off quite easily if it's latex paint, not oil-based. Uh, okay? okay? Now, the problem is vinyl silk. So the increased vinyl... There's no reason I want to use that paint now. I mean, like you, You've dissuaded me. It, well, it, is, <laughs> it is good for certain reasons. You keep saying that, but now we've got another problem detaping. Wear abrasion is the <laughs> whole point abrasion. of it. Wear abrasion. But basically, that latex is a bit like... Remember the PVA glue you used to have? Yeah. That's basically it. Okay. okay? Now, the problem with PVA glue in paint is when you try and pull that tape off, it kind of... It doesn't want to come yeah, off right. right. So therefore, you need to use that Stanley blade down the edge uh, of the tape to gotcha. get a nice, even cut before you pull it. If uh, you do it as you pull it, the paint is already detached from the wall and you're in trouble. Uh, okay. Certain brands are better than others for vinyl silk. Um, and without a doubt, we'd always use Jotun. We wouldn't. Yeah, we wouldn't. Okay. Uh, it would take a customer, and we've had it before, to a customer for us to say, we don't know this paint. Yeah. Anything could happen. We might have to repaint the whole wall in Jotun afterwards. Or we'll go with your option. What do you think? And then at that point, and some people have got really big issues over, uh, over paint and the, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, yeah. the nasties that can be in it, which I totally respect. But we are going to have that caveat there because it mm. is an unknown entity. It might have worked in the U.S., but then in the U.S., the ambient temperature isn't as hot as it right. is here. So therefore, it can cause problems. Yeah, yeah. There are problems with certain Jotun yeah. products as well, I can, I can say, but more exterior paint. So it is one of those things that just comes with experience. Yeah. So I've, I've pulled off the tape. You pull off the tape. You cleaned up. I take a look. Point, we're pretty much good to go. Touch-ups? I might have to do some touch-ups. Oh, yeah, you'll yeah. have touch-ups. So keep, keep bits of paint and the different colors and, yeah. uh, so that you'll be able to touch up as you go along. For touch-ups... Don't use a half inch or even a one inch brush. Use an artist's brush. So that way you won't see it if you just use an artist's brush. If you splodge it, you will end up with a Frisian cow on your walls and ceilings. Yes. It looks terrible, people. Do not do it. Am I allowed to be that yeah, um, direct yeah, on yeah, this podcast? Yeah. I hope I am. You are. I, I, I think we've we've given everyone a nice little basic primer, a tutorial on painting. Was that uh, was that way too long? It was uh, excellent. It felt like it was no. way over that 13 minutes I was supposed to yeah. aim for. Yeah, no, it was excellent. But there's a lot of information. That's do a DIYing. We've done proper DIYing, Yeah, we've done James. DIYing. But, but the mohair, where's the mohair coming? Right, this is oil-based. Okay. Okay, so... The so key- what am I going to oil-based paint? Uh, so either wood or metal is the general scenario. But, but what? I mean, my, my bo- wait, baseboards, Doors. doorboards, door yeah. door frames. Sorry, yeah. doorboards, door frames. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and also, if you wanted, for whatever reason, to uh, you had a, a radiator or a gate, a gate. There we go. Oil based. All that kind of stuff is oil based. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, don't use latex under any circumstances. Uh. Now, for oil based, you need to start off with a primer first under all circumstances, okay. without a doubt. Sand um, a little bit, then put the primer a little bit of. Yeah, well, if it's, if it's got loose stuff on it, then uh. sand it, but give it a quick wipe down yeah. anyway, okay. and away you go. Uh, and then, see, what I use a mohair roller for is on wood, is what I would normally use. Uh. And in that situation, I want as even a coat as I can get. And even with uh, with oil-based paint, I just hate the look of gloss. It, right. it just looks old school to me. So I tend to go <laughs> matte anyway. Okay. Yeah. But I want it as consistent as I can get. And you can't get more consistent than a roller. So therefore, a really short nap roller 
which tends uh, to be mohair. mohair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, useful, that, wasn't it? Right. Um, I mean, the cheap version is foam, but yeah. foam, again, will still give you a texture, and actually the roller itself won't last that, that right. long. Don't you, cheap out. When you're, when you're yeah. painting, go for the good stuff. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, oddly enough, for uh, general, general yeah. um, mini rollers, yeah. actually, and rollers, the best place I've found in Dubai Dragon Mart, JZX are <laughs> okay. brilliant when okay. they've got them in stock. I haven't always got them in stock, but when they do, I buy their stock. It's simply, <laughs> what have you got? I'll have it. So, nice. um, yeah, it's really good stuff there. So, yeah. very near the, um, oh, is it B? Uh, no, it must be, oh, what's the entrance? One down from the electronics, right at the entrance, backside is where they are. I can't remember which yeah. one that one is. Okay. It's EA, that one, something like that. Darn it. Anyway, it's there, JZX. They've got about four stores right away around the entrance, and um, they are excellent, really good suppliers. Oh, thanks. Good yeah. to know. Painting. There we go, painting. Wrapped. Now you've got more to think about, and I think the way I like to frame this is we've given you everything you need to think about to ask more questions yeah. from your paint supplier, from the person selling you the brushes. As you're looking at your room and you're planning your time because planning is important, yes, be is. realistic. You're never going to do it as fast as you think you can unless, of course, you're a professional painter. Yep. Most people aren't. True. And Even those that are often aren't. Yeah. <laughs> so slow as she goes, guaranteed it's going to take you 25% longer than you think. You're going to run into problems. Yes. And... As soon as you start going fast, as soon as you start cutting corners, it's going to look horrible. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. we've given you everything you need to think about. And you know, the rolling of the room, if you imagine we talked about two days, the rolling of the room, we reckon would take about an hour to an hour and a half, which mm. gives you an idea of all of the extra stuff yeah. that's involved with it that doing you don't the corners, think about. Doing you all the edges. think about rollering, don't you? Yeah. We just, oh, I'm just going to paint. It's like, yeah. yeah, painting is the easy part. Exactly. Prep and then take down. Yes. That's going to take you a good hour or so. Oh, more than that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you will find that you've got paint creep somewhere that you've got to deal with. Yeah. Which paint, or that the tape is pulled off. Yeah, someone's pulled the tape too hard. It's yeah. like, oh, half the paint the came off with yeah. it. Or it just be dodgy ceilings, you know? You get all that daily. It is painful. Oh, man. Colin, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. We've learned a lot. This? We've learned a lot today. I know. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll talk more about Dragon Mart next time. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Colin Thomas from Essential Maintenance. We will fix it Dubai. I'm James Pikeaway. This is the We Will Fix It podcast. And go back and listen to some of the other shows. There's, you know, 70 plus to inform, educate, and ultimately entertain. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>